Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 1116 of the Juice Box Podcast. Melanie's son, Shepard, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when he was 11 years old. Today, we're going to speak about that and the struggles that Melanie has experienced since the diagnosis. Nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan. Don't forget to save 40% off of your entire order at CozyEarth.com. All you have to do is use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout. That's JUICEBOX at checkout to save 40% at CozyEarth.com. If you're looking for community around type 1 diabetes, check out the Juice Box Podcast private Facebook group, Juice Box Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. But everybody is welcome. Type 1, Type 2, gestational, loved ones, it doesn't matter to me. If you're impacted by diabetes and you're looking for support, comfort, or community, check out Juice Box Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by AG1. Drink ag1.com slash juicebox. Head there now to learn more about AG1. It's vegan-friendly, gluten-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, no sugar added, no artificial sweeteners. And when you make your first order with my link, you're going to get AG1 and a welcome kit that includes a shaker, scoop, and canister. You're also going to get five free travel packs and a year's supply of vitamin D with that first order at drinkag1.com slash juicebox. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. My name is Melanie. I have two boys. One's 15, one is 11, and my 11-year-old is a type 1 diabetic. Um, He was diagnosed in um, May of 2020 when things were super crazy. So we have um, come this far, and here we are. Was he about eight at that point? Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, it was three days prior to his um, eighth birthday. Did he have his birthday in the hospital? No, Um, we got out and he spent the night at home. And I remember I woke him up, you know, the next morning on his birthday at home. Thank goodness. So that was nice. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that is nice, actually. Did you have to consider that at the hospital? Did you have to ask him, hey, get us out of here? It's his birthday or did it just work out? You know, I'll be honest with you. When he was diagnosed, it wasn't until several months later that I realized I was probably in such shock that I, I I just, I was just doing whatever they said. Mm -hmm. The fact that wherever his, he was going to be on his birthday was kind of, they were in charge of that. And I I didn't, I don't remember talking about that at all. I just remember it was going to be what it was going to be. I mean, if you think about that time, it was traumatic anyway, going into the hospital because we were kind of in the thick of COVID and um, 
that it was only me. Mm-hmm. We literally to tag team for my husband and I to spend the night. I think we slept over only two nights. So we had to literally leave him in his hospital room alone. So one of us could go down, you know, to the sign in desk or whatever and trade off the little yeah. um, badge we had to have or whatever. So I was just doing whatever that was necessary at the point, you know? Gotcha. No, I understand. I, and even like, yeah, no, that all makes sense to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it, was it a complete surprise or do you have diabetes in your family? It was a total shock and complete surprise. No diabetes in our family that I know of. Um, no auto immune in now i have um some autoimmune that had married in but none none of my blood relatives sure so yeah i mean we literally had no idea and it's it's kind of funny looking back i as impatient as i am sometimes with some of the comments and things people make because they don't understand mm-hmm. type 1 diabetes i also am super patient because i mean the day he was diagnosed I remember thinking like, oh, this is all our fault. We sh- He's been drinking too much root beer this week. You know, like just <laughs> I the did silliest. I, I found the root beer level that gives you type 1 diabetes. I mean, you know, so I, I, I was, you know, I was there. I was part of that just blissfully ignorant, not ignorant in a bad way, ignorant in the sense of the word, right? That I just yeah. didn't really understand now, at that point. Did you yeah. beat yourself up about it or were you able to get past it? Well, I, that's a good question. I will say, I think the people that took us into the hospital, it was funny uh, because before I re- really realized what was happening, they said, I hope that you are good at math. You know, welcome to type 1 diabetes. I hope you're good at math. And, you know, also, I hope you understand that people are going to come at you with all sorts of things that they believe are going to be helpful, they're going to be hurtful people don't understand this like they told me that up front so that was really that was really helpful to me <laughs> uh, but but it's still it's still it it still bothers me sometimes and i still i've gotten better let's just so, say that i've well, gotten better listen if you really stop and think the sum total of things that any of us really understand is probably like around 5 I, I mean, I mean, honestly mary if you and i went off on a different direction here and i said let's talk about how they clean wastewater for drinking water Tell me all about that process. You'd say, I don't know. I turn on the faucet and the clean water comes out. It, you, right. you know, how does the, how does, how does uh, the financial system work? There? Yeah. You, you, you know, like it's just, nobody knows. Right. Not my lane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and why would it be? You're busy doing the thing you're doing. You have a limited amount of time. It's, um, I don't think we think about ourselves that way that, you know, yeah. you, you go to elementary school to learn basics. You go to middle school to get socialized. You go to high school to try to figure out something you're good at. You might go to college to hone in on it or go out into the world and get a job or you make a baby or whatever you do. And those are really the things you know about. And then the rest of what you know is from what you hear, like adults in your life bantering back and forth. And then we all get 25 years old and go, oh, my God, my parents are morons. I've been listening to them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then if you're really thoughtful, you have an existential moment where you go, I don't know anything about anything. And you spend the rest of your life trying to figure it out. So, yeah. 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 Anyway, I'm glad you didn't beat yourself up terribly. Uh, How long do you think the symptoms were going on before you made it to the hospital? You know, he was complaining with a stomach ache for probably two weeks. 
and it was COVID. So of course we were um, doing do-it-yourself projects around the house, right? I mean, isn't that what everybody did, you know? (laughs) So what happened is we had kicked him out of his room. We were repainting, redoing the flooring in his room, all this stuff. So he was sleeping in the guest room. And um, this was probably like a couple of days into when he was really complaining about his stomach and I was really noticing him complaining, you know, (laughs) and, um, and, and just kind of wondering like, what's going on? Like understanding finally, like, okay, something's not right Mm -hmm. because he doesn't usually complain, you know? Also, I have to say this, this is my child that is the camel of the family, right? Like he wakes up in the morning he gets dressed, he brushes his teeth, he eats his breakfast, he does all the things that you do. He gets his things together. He goes out to the bus stop, he gets to school, and then he goes to the restroom. Okay, this is, this is, he just doesn't go that often. Okay, so I have him in the guest room, and I'm no, I'm understanding finally something is not right with him. And so I sleep with him in the guest room, and I notice he gets up in the middle of the night and goes to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, that's, really strange. So then night two, I sleep with him in the guest room. He gets up in the middle of the night and goes to the bathroom. And I'm still not really sure what experience it was in my life. But I it, I said that minute, okay, it, this is diabetes. I got to call his doctor in the morning. Like still not really understanding what the, I knew about diabetes, but just understanding that that was a symptom. Um, and so when I woke up in the morning, I immediately, he, you know, he's still asleep. I'm Googling all the symptoms and, you know, he's got all of them. But one of them that was unusual is the fruity breath. And he came downstairs and he sits by me on the couch. And I, um, I say, you know, Shepard, give me a, um, breathe on me. And I'm expecting, you know, kid morning breath or whatever. Right. And, And it just smelled just like a pack of juicy fruit. I couldn't believe it. It was surreal, you know, and I knew then, and I I called his pediatrician. We didn't go, we didn't, couldn't get an appointment till later in the afternoon. And so all day long, we're super, especially him, he's super active. So we had gone on a bike ride and then we came home and we were, you know, at the swimming pool, he was swimming. We were waiting. We had a three o'clock appointment and, you know, He's being super active, but in the meantime, he's also drinking that root beer. You know? So I think they said his activity level probably really helped him where he was. Um, but we get there and his pediatrician, both my boys pediatrician, I just adore her. And she just looked right at me. And the way she said it was, he's insulin dependent, diabetic. It was the word she used. Okay. And I still didn't fully understand what that meant. Yeah, I was right? going to say, what did that mean to you when the words came out? Well, I'll be honest. I think the first things, I, I, that's when the shock really started. Because I had been looking at the symptoms. But then, as I just said, then we were busy all day. I was just like, oh, well, it's going to be what it's going to be. We're going to find out. We're mm-hmm. going to get to the bottom of this, you know. I think I thought, okay, he can't ever have a root beer again. <laughs> you know, he can he can't have sugar anymore, I think is what I thought. I would have right? thought, I'm going to save so much money on root beer. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I I believe that's what I thought. And before we move on, Melanie, I have to tell you that I've made a mistake in the first thirteen minutes, and I want to clear it up. Nobody else knows about it yet, but me. But I'm going to share it with everybody because if I have to know this, everyone has to know this. Right. I googled how often do camels pee based on something you said, and then oh my gosh, I, I was okay. I was faced with this sentence: 
They are so good at retaining moisture that their urine has the consistency of syrup. And now Ew. I'm never going to be able to get that out of my head. So that's your fault. And I needed you to live with it as well. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Uh, now I don't know if I should say that about my child anymore. <laughs> like, oh, what a visual. Ew. <laughs> Camels urinate infrequently and their pee is very concentrated. Oh, oh uh, FYI, their droppings are also very dry. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for let, that. Let me just click off this and let's. Uh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. I got actually like. I felt weird when I, re I read the sentence. I was like, syrup. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, anyway, now that oh, you've been wow. tortured, you've been tortured with that. Now we can all live. Uh, actually, I guess there's a lot of people listening to it. Now you all know. So I, it might take me a minute to move on from that. Yeah, I'm telling you, I got Shut warm. <laughs> I was like, you. <laughs> oh, ma. I have a question. Yes. How old are you? Well, that's Melanie, is that a problem to answer? Do you want to just answer? Which? It's funny. I've had a lot of conversations about this because I'm going to be 49 this year. So I'm getting to a big, you know, milestone. Okay. Um, I'm 48 right now. But you're my age is what I was getting at. Mm -hmm. Okay. And geographically, are you more north, south, east, west, northeast, southwest? I'm, I'm southeast. I'm in Georgia. Okay. So this is a, like, this is just a question. It's not a indictment i have this serious mm -hmm. question because my children now reside in georgia a lot of the times uh-huh i understand that yeah, yep yep what happens when you get to a certain point going south that no one drinks a diet drink anymore or a no sugar drink they're very difficult to find you know what i don't know if i'm the right person to ask that to because now i will say this i grew up in north alabama and we we did not drink diet drinks. I I mean, drank all the cokes, and they're all called cokes too, no matter what it was, mm -hmm. right? You you know how that works? Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, like tissue, like Kleenex, like that idea. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But um, I mean, I've I in my adult life, and of course now we only have diet drinks. Now restaurants is that what you're referring to? Like you go to a restaurant and you get diet. Coke or Coke Zero, pretty much, or Diet Pepsi. Side right? of the road, gas stations, convenience stores, there's sweet tea, there's regular soda, uh, juice. It's hard to find something that doesn't have sugar in it. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess once you're in the grocery store, you can accomplish it. But I mean, like, out in the, like, grab-and-go world, it's just very difficult, unless I'm stopping at the same places over and over again. But, I, I mean, I guess my bigger question is, like, soda. Mm-hmm. I'm not, again, I'm so sorry. I'm not talking to you. I'm really trying to understand a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, yeah. No. In my no wildest mind, I can't imagine giving somebody soda. Like it's, no. But the world does it. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand that yes. everybody drinks soda. And I'm not yes. trying to come off like some, like, health nut. Because <laughs> right. that's pretty obvious I'm not that. But, but my point is, is that it's just, it's such a weird idea. I don't know what happened as I was growing up. But the idea of empty calories stuck with me really hard. But I, I don't think that happens to everybody. Today's episode is sponsored by AG1, and I drink AG1 every morning. I originally heard about AG1 on a different podcast. I had been using other drinks and not enjoying them, so I decided to try AG1 and loved it. I was using it every day when they approached me, and I was like, wait, you want to sponsor my podcast? I heard about this on another podcast. All right, cool. So here we are. When you use my link, drinkag1.com, slash juice box. Your first order will include a welcome kit. That's an AG1 shaker, scoop, and canister. The AG1 itself, five free travel packs, 
and a year's supply of vitamin D. I drink AG1 in the morning before I start my day. AG1 makes me feel like I'm giving my body the nutrients that it needs to get through a hard day of podcasting. I'm just kidding. It's not that hard to podcast, but still, I feel great when I drink AG1. AG1 is my foundational nutritional supplement. It helps me start my day. It helps me to support my immune system, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Drink AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to my link, drinkag1.com slash juicebox. That's drinkag1.com slash juicebox. Check it out. If you take insulin or sulfonylureas, you are at risk for your blood sugar going too low. You need a safety net when it matters most. Be ready with Gvoke Hypopen. My daughter carries Gvoke Hypopen everywhere she goes because it's a ready-to-use rescue pen for treating very low blood sugar in people with diabetes ages 2 and above that I trust. Low blood sugar emergencies can happen unexpectedly, and they demand quick action. Luckily, Gvoke Hypopen can be administered in two simple steps, even by yourself in certain situations. Show those around you where you store Gvoke Hypopen and how to use it. They need to know how to use Gvoke Hypopen before an emergency situation happens. Learn more about why Gvoke Hypopen is in Arden's Diabetes Toolkit at gvokeglucagon.com slash juicebox. Gvoke shouldn't be used if you have a tumor in the gland on the top of your kidneys called a pheochromocytoma, or if you have a tumor in your pancreas called an insulinoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk for safety information. And, and I, I will say, I, I know where you're getting this. I, it, mm-hmm. You're not out of bounds or like crazy. Like, I will say, I grew up around a lot of that, you know. But once I, I guess, to me, that was a Northern Alabama thing. Once I kind of moved away and grew up or <laughs> whatever, yeah. I also, same thing. Like, don't. Why would you drink your, at the time I thought of it as calories. Now, of course, I think of it as carbs, right? But, you know, why would you drink your calories? Save those to eat, (laughs) right? Like, Listen, it goes without saying, you would make a massive change in your life if you just stopped drinking soda. mm -hmm, Like, it mm -hmm. it would just be such a massive change for your health. And, And I don't know that people know that people carrying extra weight, you'd probably lose 10 pounds in two weeks automatic yeah it's just like that kind of stuff and right anyway so like you're a lovely lady and you're very thoughtful and everything and you're like my kid drinks root beer and root beer and root beer and that i don't know it just threw me off like so well no it's a joke it's a joke we have actually because in the summer especially um we have a boat we have a swimming pool so we're you know always outside by the pool you know we always have a cooler packed or whatever and for the most part to be honest we drink water. My son has always liked beverages like that. So when we're at the pool or on the boat or something, a root beer is like, that would have been a treat. And that is just a funny joke that we have when I look back at his diagnosis story. I'm doing air quotes Mm -hmm. because my husband had just bought him root beer. It was not something that we usually kept around. Oh, okay. And so the fact that he had had that was literally why that was my first thing. 
oh my goodness, we've been drinking root beer all week. Oh, I see. (laughs) I see. You're like this thing that he doesn't. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Yeah. So like, it wasn't really a normal thing. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a treat. And, and I mean, it was just literally, he had had one like right before we went to the doctor. Right. Um, <laughs> now it's yeah. funnier. And, By the way, now it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. no, no. Okay. So, yeah. So just so you understand now, I mean, now I've outed myself. I grew up drinking that sort of stuff, but I didn't raise my kids with that. And it's so funny, too, because I also had that whole thing of and, and I don't know if this is just my age of mom world or what it is. I don't know. I don't have littles anymore. But I also grew up with that idea of like, don't don't give them juice, right? Like mm-hmm. have them eat the fruit. Don't drink the fruit, right? Like, yeah. And so now we got juice boxes in every corner of the house, right? <laughs> Which I, hear, I used to never give them juice. So I hear that anyway. so often from people like we never drank juice, but now it's everywhere. And yes. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I watch Arden drink a juice box when she has to. And it it's like she's taking um it's like she's taking a supplement or a pill that she doesn't want to take mm-hmm, but she mm-hmm. just but she knows it works and so she does it but mm-hmm. i would imagine that if diabetes disappeared tomorrow you would never see arden drink juice again in her entire life mm-hmm. yeah so well and the fu- the funny thing about it is though i mean like i do think he gets sick of it right i yeah. mean especially those middle of the night ones or whatever but shepherd loves my type one diabetic, his name is Shepard, and he he loves sweet things and sweet drinks. And I don't know, if I had given him juice as a child, he probably would have loved it. But the funny thing, like talking about all this along that line, it's another memory for me. Actually, when I was pregnant, you know, you have to do those glucose tests. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm drinking the drink and I'm drinking it and it's just awful. I mean, it's just terrible. And I think you have to drink it in like a they like time you or something. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Yeah. I remember looking at the nurse saying like, gosh, that drink, it's just so terrible. Is that the flavor I chose? Or it's just has such this distinct flavor. I can't put my, I can't put my finger on it. She was like, it's sugar. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not used to drinking that. Yeah. So uh, that makes sugar, sense. sugar almost shuts me off. I, I mentioned it yeah. on a recent podcast, uh, I was somewhere where they had uh, what they call Mexican Coke, so made with real cane sugar still. I guess that's mm-hmm. still how it's made in Mexico. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to try this. And I, could, I couldn't I could choke it down. I was like, there's so much, mm-hmm. so much sugar, and this is what it felt like to me. Hey, before we move on, there's a famous artist named Shepherd, uh, Shepherd Ferry. Ferry? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. sure how he says his last name. F-A-I-R-E-Y. Mm-hmm. But he has type 1 diabetes, too. It's not, really? a, it's not a thing that he, like... I hear him say out loud very often, but he definitely has type one. So, Spell that last name again. Of course, I have to look him up now. I F- mean, F A I R E Y. E Y. Okay. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always like to um, share things like that with Shepard. It's nice to have just examples, you know, of, of, just move on. Just succeed. Do your thing. Oh, a million, you know, like, yeah, a million percent. Guy. Yeah, you. I, yeah. I. You're always like, you know, you're always trying to model like positivity and success to your kids. Anyway, but I, I take your point. Like, I've done mm-hmm. it. I've been like, Arden, stop. Look, this is the Olympics. See that man skiing across the screen? That's Chris Freeman. He's been on my podcast. He has type one diabetes. He's in the Olympics. Like, and then, yeah. and then she goes, oh, "Yeah, I mean, okay." And then she, <laughs> one yeah. time, she was interested by something like that. But I still did it. Like Chris Rudin was on like something called like 
I don't know, one of those gladiator TV shows. And I was like, watch this. I'm like, that guy's got type one, you know? Mm. So mm-hmm. stuff like that. I need to find like a, a professional, like a bass. It, my, my type one shepherd, he loves uh, fishing. I mean, that's his, that's his goal. That's his sport, mm-hmm. bass fishing. He loves it. So I need to um, Google that now that we're talking about that. Yeah. There was somebody on, oh, now I get confused as to whether or not this is something I've recorded or something you've heard. Somebody was on recently whose husband was like, like I, I started to make, I started to mock her and I, I shouldn't have, um, but he like, <laughs> he fished in college. And I was like, wait, you fished in college? Like people play baseball in college? Like that same uh, idea. Uh-huh. Uh, but he does. And then it's a professional sport, which I was completely unaware of. Um, and anyway, I'm not sure. Well, and I have to learn more about it. I mean, now, you know, this is just a blossoming thing. We, we tried the soccer, we tried the swimming. He likes swimming. You know, he's, He's tried a lot of sports. Like I said, he's really active anyway, but we live on a, like a little fishing lake and okay. he just would rather be fishing than anything. And if it finally was like, just, just had to like knock myself over the head and be like, this is his sport. This yeah. is his thing. Like, just let him go fish. He's out. He's being active. He's, he loves it. This, this is the thing he's passionate about. And so Perfect. I got to learn more about it. I think locally here, you can't really get into it like on a team or anything until you're in middle school but i think some of the high schools around might even have bass fishing teams so i gotta figure it all out it's a thing i didn't know about that obviously exists so okay so uh you leave the hospital it's only three years ago it's during covid they give you a pen did they talk to you about glucose monitors like what's the sum total of what you understand that you're trying to accomplish we we get a pen and they, we get told that we will not be receiving Dexcoms pumps or anything like that for at least a year, right? It's this mentality that I hear people talk about. Oh, well, you have to learn how to do it the manual way. You have to really learn the math. You have to really understand it. So I'm I'm accepting this at this point. We're still in the hospital, right? And and you have to keep in mind too, I'm here going to the classes as as we do. They take they teach us, you know, the survival skills basically. Mm-hmm. And my husband can't come. So I'm having to learn it for for both of us. And his only choice is to just read the manual, basically. Yeah, yeah. So that was really stressful. I learned the basics and went home, just really was trying to depend a lot on free snacks and, um, you know, how am I going to survive this? Trying to teach my husband everything that I kind of, you know, how sometimes you just pick up things in the classroom that you can't get from the book or whatever. We're trying to learn all this together. Finally, I think it might have been like two months later. It wasn't too long. I finally broke into, I was like, we're getting a Dexcom. Like, this is, this is crazy. Yeah, I remember now. It was like right around, because he was diagnosed in May and it was like the end of June, we get the Dexcom. So that was great. Um, and that just changes the way you treat, honestly. I mean, it's hard to be really aggressive, in my opinion, or or bold. Let's call it bold, mm-hmm. right? It's hard to be bold when you're finger pricking all the time because you're not, you know, you got an eight-year-old kid. They're not wanting to finger prick all the time. Um, yeah. So we start this new management strategy. I learned a ton of that from listening to your podcast. Thank you so much oh. for everything that you do. I It just... It changed everything for me. I mean, it really turned on a light bulb and made me, you know, go back to that conversation where we were talking about the birthday and the hospital and all that. And I was like, whatever it takes, guide me, tell me, I don't know. This is this whole new world I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Well, then I start listening to your podcast and it makes me realize like, 
yeah, there was a whole new world that those guys didn't even understand, right? So now I'm going to go up to like this, and maybe they understood it, but they certainly weren't putting it on me at that point. Let's just say that, right? You know, I go up to this next level of this this treatment, and I'm I'm being a little more bold and and doing things like splitting boluses for, you know, fatty or or high protein meals and things. And then I realized I really needed a pump. So we started pushing for that. So then by October, we get the dash. He starts the Omnipod dash. And um, I'll never forget, we had traveled to Savannah for a soccer tournament. We're big soccer. His older brother is a huge soccer player. So anyway, but we were there for Shepard for a soccer tournament. That was when he still played. And um, we got some really crazy lows at, at the time because, you know, we still didn't understand activity and the pump and yeah you know, lower doing lower temp basils and stuff like that. So we just learned just by jumping right into it, yeah. you know. There's no better way than it's 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 upsetting in the moment. And I understand why people might not want to do that. But having the experiences so that you can see them happen is basically the best way to figure it out. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, just, it really is. Mm-hmm. It's it, it was scary at some times, you know, but um. Yeah, you, you learn so much. Like I'll, I'll never forget dosing him for a milkshake. You know, and you get these milkshakes at these places, and, and there are like a hundred carbs or something just crazy scary. And mm-hmm. I just boom dosed it all up front. It's like eight o'clock at night. I, I, I'm just, I'm like such a little type one baby at this point, right? I have no idea what what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and he drinks it down, but of course it's hitting real slow. Right. Uh-huh. And so he's going, I'll just that night, that night was terrifying. And I learned a lot. I mean, I, I immediately <laughs> I realized, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I immediately was like, wow, this is what I could have done a lot differently, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah. Yeah. Just jumping right in. That's the moment, right? Where you think like, well, there's the number. And it's really impressive. Melanie, you made the first leap. You you were like, well, this is way more insulin than we usually use. But if that's what the number says then that's what the number says. And right, and right. you did that, which is laudable because most people are like, ah, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And then they end right. up getting very high and that fear stays with them. So yeah. you, you know, you caused yourself a problem and then you figured yeah. out how to fix it. Yeah. So you learned how to bolus for the milkshake and you learned how to deal with probably, I would say, a stubborn low that probably lasted hours, right? Yeah, I don't know if I even knew what that was really. At the time, right? Like, but now looking back, you see, like, oh, there was too much insulin in there. It was holding yeah. them low. So when we were, yeah. we were trying to bring the blood sugar up, we couldn't because we were just really half, you know, feeding the insulin that was already in there that didn't have anything to do. But I mean, like, all of that stuff is so valuable because it, oh, yeah. it, it's hard for somebody just to explain it to you. You know, when you're when you're diagnosed, like, no one's going to explain that to you. No, no, no one. No, yeah. it's just, it's too much. They, and they know that's what I was like in, in the hospital. I felt like they just don't put that all on you because how can you? Mm-hmm. And it was just, it, all it was for us was sheer terror. I mean, I remember Shepard just like literally, he was like, um, our oldest son had already gone to bed. It had gotten late by the time this really started turning disastrous. Right. And he, he looked at me and my husband and just was like, can you get Jack in here too? I mean, you know, they say one of the symptoms of like a really low, low is like this feeling of like just dread. And I mean, you could just see it. He was just like, oh, no, like, this is awful. I've got it. I need my brother in here, too. Like, we yeah. all have to be here together right now. And it was really sad and yeah. and terrifying. But I mean, we learned 
we learned a lot, you know? I watched Arden deal with a low blood sugar the other day. So she's home from college now for probably coming up on two months. And mm-hmm. now the quality of food, no disrespect to Georgia, but the quality of food is better. And mm-hmm. um, as far as nutrition goes and cooking methods, you don't have to fry everything, Georgia. There, there's that's. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. And um, and so her insulin needs have gone down fairly significantly. I've mm-hmm. stabilized her A1C and her variabilities, and she's like, we made I made some changes to her settings, but she still like once in a while they, they went out to lunch. My wife, they, the, my. Those people, my wife and my wife and my daughter went out to lunch and Arden was aggressive like she was at school. Yeah. And about two hours later, maybe two and a half hours later, she's like, I'm getting low. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. And she goes, yeah, I don't know why. And then she went back and looked at everything she did. She's like, I did everything the way I would have. And I was like, yeah, I think maybe the food's just different here. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it can be, you can find it. I'm sure I could find the same food in Georgia, but it seems that every time I go there, somebody is giving me a beignet and putting nine pounds of like powdered sugar on top of it to the point where I can't even see the beignet. I'm like, where is it under there? You know, and, and, you know, that kind of stuff. So anyway, so she, I watched her handle the low and it was, it was protracted. It took a while for her to fix it. And and there's that like far away look, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, The the number's mm -hmm. okay, but they're not okay yet. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, I did not get involved. Like I just, like I watched her, she was doing it. And I thought, well, she handled this when she was at school. She can do this here too. So Mm. I just left her alone. I I try, I try not to go there because I'm just naturally a very anxious person, which has made this whole thing very difficult. But I I try not to think about him going away and doing it on his own. But I also think like, there has got to come a time in his life where I don't, because I do that. I'll watch him, like you were saying. They have a look. I'll be, and, but I, but me, I'm like, are you okay? Are you coming up? Are you feeling better? You know, like, what do you need more? Like, do we need to finger, prick your finger? What's is this timing, right? <laughs> and I think, gosh, it, it, this is this has to be so annoying to him for me to just be after him on this, you yeah. know. But it's kind of a real thing sometimes, especially, you know, when you throw activity in. For us, summer is so hard because we are so active. We have company at our house all the time. And, you know, it's like a vacation. You know, you're just, you're, you're not eating right. You're, you're doing different activity. You're going to bed at different times, right? Like everything's just kind of wild. And that's, to me, that just makes diabetes a little harder, right? It's Mm -hmm. a little more of a challenge. I mean, even your pump settings and stuff are timed, you know, so. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah. And then you start leaving that. That clock is set up for you. You don't really think about it that way, but it is. It's it is. Yeah, it's set up to match what normally, quote unquote, happens to you. And then you move yeah. normally to three hours later when your basal is 20% lower because you're usually sleeping and boom, mm-hmm. problems. So, mm-hmm. and then yeah. pe- people, then people like me say things to you like, well, there's a lot of variables. And you go, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I thanks. I didn't notice. <laughs> Um, well, and it's funny because I don't know why I'm the way I am. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, Melody. What does that mean? (laughs) Go deeper on that. Let's go. Let's go. I I guess what what I was about to say is things like, like if he sleeps later, because our, 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 um, ratio changes for breakfast, he has a, a lower ratio or higher. Anyway. The number is lower. He's one to seven for breakfast right now. And then he pops over to one to nine. 
at like, I think it's like was 10 o'clock when we were in school. And then when we got into summer, I eventually changed it on his pump to 11. But I can't tell you how many weeks I went of like, oh, no, let me just figure this out and manually override the pump for the right ratio. (laughs) I just for I, I hear all of you guys. I'm I wish that my mind worked that way better where I could set up like these different like or change the settings. I just would almost because I guess I just feel like, oh, it's just going to change back in a minute anyway. Like, I'm just going to work through this, you know? So first of all, this is such a common problem, right? Mm -hmm. You get your Mm -hmm. settings set and then you think, well, that's done. And you don't think Mm -hmm. about that anymore. So Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden, um, I don't know, like, you know, you're not getting the same result at a meal that you used to be terrific at. And instead of just thinking, oh, I might not be using the correct amount of insulin because maybe the kids put on three pounds or grown an inch or something like that, or has been very sedentary this week. And usually he's very active and uh, Mm -hmm. like all that stuff. Like, yeah, it's, it's hard to keep that in mind in the moment. Also, I want to just kind of throw this in here because you said something when, when you're talking about your settings and you said you were like higher or lower, I don't know, which is it higher or lower. It, it helps me immensely to talk about it as weaker and stronger. Yes. That, that those words help me a lot when you're thinking about carb ratios, uh, correction factors, uh, basal insulin. I'm making my basal. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm making it stronger. I'm making it weaker. That that so, helps me. Yeah. So like his breakfast is stronger, right? Mm-hmm. Am yes. I? Yes. Um, yeah. Agreed. Right. Right. No, it's just okay. It's so much easier. More aggressive, less aggressive. Whatever the words work for you. Yes. But yeah, higher and lower is meaningless. Yeah. To me, uh, it doesn't fit right. Mm. To me, yeah. Well, yeah. especially because when you like using your insulin to carb ratio for an example. If your insulin to carb ratio is 100 and then you make it, I don't know, 90, there's a, you lowered your carb ratio, which makes it feel like because of the words being used that you've somehow made lessened it. it, Right. But Uh you've you've made it stronger because now one unit, instead of covering a hundred carbs now covers only 90 carbs. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so, so you understand okay. why I get confused. It's like opposite, kind of. Yeah. That's why the words help there. So anyway. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Weaker and stronger, aggressive, less aggressive, whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Molly. So things are rocking along. You're figuring things out. Got them out. You're being active. You're not scared, which is pretty crazy. Why aren't you scared? Oh, I'm scared. But why aren't you? Why isn't the fear stopping you? From playing soccer, from trying things, from bolusing for a milkshake. Oh, well, first of all, I had decided early on, as far as activity and the things they were going to do, this was not going to change our life. It's okay. not. I mean, period. Can we be as as free and spontaneous as we were before? Unfortunately, no. And that hurt me. I mean, that hurt me like to the core. That part of it, I mean, I definitely went to therapy. <laughs> Let's just say that. I grieved that loss, but I was like, that is for, because he was so young, let's say that, that was for me, my burden to bear. I was going to figure out how he would never really realize, right? Like, I'm like, he's young enough that he is going to, this is going to be his way of life, Mm -hmm. right? You know, he might remember before diabetes some but if we do this right and we and we start off on the right foot and we're doing this from a health conscious standpoint of like, this is what you do to be healthy, then I'm going to figure out what the this is and we're going to learn to do it. And you're going to just keep doing your thing. 
and and that's I don't know. That's just how I decided I was going to deal with it. Was that you being stubborn at first? Like this isn't going to change anything or was that you being hopeful? You know, I think it was probably hopeful Okay. because down deep there, I believe there was a voice telling me that everything was changed. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Like, I mean, I struggled with this. I mean, like I said, I think I was in shock at first and it was weird. I felt, I felt very unsupported when this first happened and very misunderstood when he was diagnosed are the best words I could use. And it was not for lack of a wonderful community of friends, family, and all that. None of that. They were all awesome. Mm -hmm. I just, I think I felt isolated because, and I think most of the people who are listening to this will understand it, it is sort of misunderstood and it's a lot of, of ways of learning this new way of life that you realize nobody else has to deal with, you know? Um, And it it just, it felt very isolating to me, but I wanted everything to stay the same. Yeah. So hard, you know, like I was working so hard to make everything stay the same. I don't even remember what the point of this was because I started getting, (laughs) I'm getting a little emotional. Yeah, I hear you. You're fine. So you you just were fighting something that felt like it couldn't be fought, but you were going to fight it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Try to will it back into where you wanted it to be. Right. Yeah, like yeah. I was going to manhandle this diabetes right. to be, to fit us. We weren't going to conform to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, duh, obviously <laughs> we got to have the insulin. Right. So like we do that and we, I, uh, anyway, I just, I wanted it to be good and I want him to be healthy. And you, you went to therapy for that? Yes. Yeah. What, what did they help you with? I think in any therapy situation, this is just my opinion, of course. Mm-hmm. I think just talking about it was what I really needed because to take it a step further, you know, talking about it to my friends was something that I did at first a little, but I got to the point that I felt like this broken, sad record, right? Over and over with the same things that I also, I didn't like, I felt like, I didn't want to tell anybody about it because I felt like nobody was really understanding. So anyway, th- that therapy, I think, just helped me to have somebody to just unload just week after week of all the things that I hate about this, yeah. <laughs> right? That I I just generally am a positive person. And I felt like it it just turned me into this, like I only had negative things to say. Yeah. And I didn't like that direction. And so it, it socially, I, I'm a very social and outgoing person. Socially, I was starting to retreat. And then it was kind of compounding things, right? Like, then I really, I wasn't talking to anybody. My husband understood. And I can talk to him. I don't want to gloss yeah, over that. Right. We had each other, of course. But it just wasn't the same. I don't know. So the therapy, thats I think that's how it helped me because I just went and just complained. <laughs> just complained and complained and got it all out, you I, know? I, I'm going to sound like I have a rawhide wallet uh, that I made myself with a peace sign on it, but um, it's all mindset. Yeah. Everything's mindset. Like like oh. the idea the idea that you're going to manhandle diabetes, like I love that, like the feeling, like I've got this, I'll knock it over, I'll run through it, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then once you realize you can't physically 
change the nature of not making your own insulin. <laughs> you know, like yeah. The, yeah. then you recognize there is still a completely normal life. And it's up to you not to fight against that in your mind. Right. That really is what ends up being like, I've talked to so many people who have issues that they're trying to get past a lovely woman just last week on the podcast, who's blind, someone who's in, you know, a wheelchair, Mm -hmm. then, you know, like uh, all these and, and everything in between people have had like cancer over and over again or have lost children to horrible mm. accidents or like, like I, by the way i didn't think any of this was going to happen when i started making a podcast but now i've had all these experiences talking to these sure. people and i'll tell you the ones that do well are the ones that don't fight the reality mm-hmm. yeah that, that's it they don't fight the reality they say this is it and mm-hmm. and so i'm going to live very well here where i am and that's mm-hmm. i don't know it just it seems like it's mindset to me and that's where if you're not careful and you're just talking too quickly or being flippant, you would say something like, I mean, there's a phrase I use in my personal life that I don't think I use in the podcast uh, very often, but sometimes I look at people and I say, oh, they want to be upset. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not that they want to be upset. It's that it's their inclination to get sucked into that void. Mm-hmm. And, and so mm-hmm. they kind of, they almost like throw their hands up and they, and they become a part of it. They're, like, mm-hmm. they're just like, I'm going to dive in and be miserable along with this miserable situation. I, I could, We could all do that. Everyone listening could just say, I have type 1 diabetes. My kid has it. They can't X, Y, Z. Or these things are harder because of this. I'm always worried. This is a possibility. Insulin could mm-hmm. kill me. Like you can, you can run through all those things and make yourself go, oh, yeah, wow, this is terrible. Right. Right. Or you could look up and see Chris Freeman skating along in the, or skiing along in the Olympics. They go, that guy's got like, uh, what appears to be 3% body fat. He looks like a... Like a <sighs> For sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, apparently, this is all doable. Well, and I think that that what you're describing is what was almost the worst thing, was that what was happening to me, because I've, I've always had that sunny, I mean, or just that sort of outlook of mm-hmm. like, you can just decide, you know, you just decide to wake up happy, decide you're going to have a good day. Like, it's how you react to situations and blah, 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 and all the things, right, yeah. about mindset, okay? But I was just falling into this deep, like I said, it was like weird. It was like one thing would lead to another. Like I wasn't even doing it on purpose. Sure. Like like I was saying, like withdrawing from my friends or, you know, stopping talking about it or whatever. It just, it just kind of started happening. And one thing led to another. And I was like, this is getting dark. Like I've got to get out of this like this. And, and, and so all that to say, then I was having these really negative feelings about myself almost judging myself, right? Mm-hmm. Like of like, God, how are you letting yourself uh, get, get this way? Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, get over it. Let's move on. Let's do this. But there was a part of me that just couldn't move on the way I have been accustomed to do with other challenges in my life. You know, you're stuck like something, in yes. so, not you yeah. consciously, but something in you wants to mm-hmm. be in that space. That's right. Right. And maybe it's, Maybe it's sadness, maybe it's depression, maybe it's just that feeling of loss that you, it's hard to get past. But the truth is, I, this is terrible. Like, I'm just going to like preface this by saying, unless you have some sort of a, a mental illness that is that is stopping you, everyone mm-hmm. else, there is a conscious decision to be made at some, right. at some point. You have to say, I am no longer going to respond to these influences the way I am. I'm going to respond to mm-hmm. them differently. And and trust me, I know better than anybody 
because I mean, there I was, I was a stay at home dad. My two year old daughter had type one diabetes. We're in the hospital. Everything's going crazy. And all I can think is, oh, we're going to go home. My wife's going to go back to work. Like this is going to be on me. And, Mm, you know, if you listen to the podcast long enough, you know, my brain, my wife puts it as my brain works backwards from no, whatever I hear, I think no first. And then I find a way to it. And, and like, whereas you might have been like, we can do it. I'm like, this isn't going to work. And then then I try to find reasons why I'm wrong about that. It's just my thought process. But somehow on the other side of it, I am an eternally hopeful person. Mm -hmm. Like I wake up every morning like yesterday did not happen. So, you know. Yeah, start fresh. Right. I, I think that, I mean. My mom's passing has helped me with this um, and watching her life like completely unfold and mm-hmm. and finish um, that, you know, it's it's a T-shirt at this. It's a T-shirt slogan. But life is today. Mm-hmm. Like what happened yesterday is gone and it doesn't mm-hmm. exist. And you have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. Like this is life right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you going to sit around and bemoan it or are you going to live it? And I think that's the decision, really. Right. Well, and and you mentioned your mom. I I think that was a piece of it for me. I think it brought back a lot of grief. My mom um, passed away 12 years ago. Mm. She was a nurse. And, you know, when stuff like this happened, I mean, even my friends growing up, you know, they always called my mom, hey, advice, this or that or whatever. Um, And for me, it would have been great just just to have my mom, you know, I mean. Well, so yeah, now this is happening it's one sort of a loss. It's the loss of when your son's diagnosed, it's the loss of what you think life is going to be or almost yes. what, it, what it was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And then, and then there's like some like little bit of your brain that that's like, here, this would be a great time to screw with Melanie. Remember your mom died? Like, wait, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if you had her here now? Huh? Yeah. Oh, well, two bad little girls. She's gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was yeah. kind of like, yeah. now you're eight yeah. years old and you just skinned your knee and nobody's coming to help you. Yeah. Except somebody yeah. gave you a baby and it has a skin knee too. And now you're laying on the ground with your yeah. yeah, and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Um, and it's funny you were saying this was a this was another diagnosis story like thing for me. You know, you're in the hospital, they come in at 2 a.m., they prick his finger, they give him a juice. You know, I kind of rouse a little. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, when you're in the hospital, they do the rounds, they come check on you, right? Uh, everybody. I'm not thinking diabetes at all. I'm because yeah. I'm I know nothing, right. you know. And, you know, I go to class the next day and they're like, yeah, and you're going to want to set your alarm and you're going to check his blood sugar every, you know, night at like around 2 a.m. And I'm like, oh, ew, like that, that was on purpose. Like, I have to do that now every night. Yeah, What's like, happening? Melanie's like, like, I normally sleep at that time. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, no, Could this we? can't be true. Yeah. Are you joking? Yeah, can <laughs> we tell the diabetes to just like, you know calm down overnight or something or could it take yes. a break doesn't it sleep oh i know yes. that's that realization yeah and then and then you do the thing you do the like everybody talks like uh, it's always the parents right they're like well i just won't sleep anymore and then they actually try i tried it for years it's <laughs> like i just won't sleep yeah it didn't work out well i mean the thinking just goes downhill <laughs> with yeah. no sleep right like right. the days become a little less productive so i will say this Omnipod 5, we started it in May of last year. What's this year? So May of 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I mean, literally, they were just rolling it out. I, I feel like I told my endocrinologist that it was released, right? Like, it was it was amazing. We jumped right on board. I was so excited for it. 
in the first round, you know, we all just got new PDMs and had to like um, reset, reset everything or whatever. But the first round, I'll just never forget. It was literally first pod, no learning, no nothing. Boom, we sleep all night. Mm-hmm. For like three nights in a row. And it's like, you know, those first nights of sleep you get after a newborn. I was like a new person, you know, getting all this wonderful rest. Oh, eight yeah. straight hours, you know. <laughs> you know, you just, I'll tell you, I, I say it as much as I can. Sleep is one of those things that drains away very slowly. You don't see it coming. You're a different person. You can't react the same. Your emotions are different. It throws your hormones off. It throws off everything about you. And mm-hmm. you turn into a different person and don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, So true. Yeah. I mean, hence the therapy. Like that was literally like, that's one of the things my therapist was like, I think you're having an identity crisis. Like, I don't think you know who you are anymore with this new situation. And I'm sure. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, that sounds right. <laughs> Let's talk more about that. You know, because. Probably what you just said. All of those things combined are mm-hmm. just, it's just not a great recipe some days, right? Like, you don't recognize that the person you are today, like, take diabetes out of the mix for a second. Whoever you are, you're the melanie you are. Mm-hmm. It is a slow transformation from that person who was born that went off to school. Like, you build slowly into a person. And then mm-hmm. suddenly, someone rushes up to you and says, So many things are going to change that you're not going to even see them happening. And Mm -hmm. you can't take time to uh, assimilate. You can't take time to learn. You can't grieve. There's nothing to do because if you don't do it right now, see Shepard over there, he's going to die. And -hmm. you go, oh, okay. So you're in fight or flight mode 24-7 constantly. And And then two days into it, somebody goes, by the way, that'll be while you're supposed to be sleeping too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, even in a war movie, They'll say, I'll take first watch. You sleep. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they recognize that you can't. I mean, the way, there's like sleep deprivation training in, right? Like, yeah. it's. Makes people it's crazy. The whole thing. By the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You should look into what they do to um, Navy SEALs to train them in that, oh, in that BUDS God program. Bless. Yeah. They don't let them sleep forever. And yeah. uh, it's very few people that can, can like still function in that situation. Right. Yeah. And not it's certainly me. not. Yeah. It's not me and Melanie. That's for sure. Oh, count us out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to row the boat? Not me. <laughs> well, and I feel, I think too, again, identity. If we're talking about identity and me, right? I am, I could just go ahead and say it because I feel like I try to find the strength in it. A lot of people look at it negatively or whatever, but I'm a little bit of a control freak. I mean, mm. I like to have a little bit of a handle on things. Okay. And uh, number one, diabetes, I, I learned pretty quickly, go ahead and just let that go. Cause sometimes you're just going to have to react. You're not always going to be able to be ahead of things. Right. Mm-hmm. The whole control thing was really hard. And then you go to school, then you go to school. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the nurses and the, and the, and the county nurses and the people all around are just like, yeah, no, that's not, no, we can't, we're not doing it the way you said, cause it's policy. <laughs> I mean, that was a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm so grateful for all the ideas and things that are shared on our Facebook group in your podcast and all that, because that helped me get to where we are texting diabetes now. Oh, Melanie, th- do you know you you called it our Facebook group and that almost made me cry for some reason? Oh my god. I'm so I I'm so grateful you think about it that way. 
Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's always like the first thing in my feed and I always get sucked into reading. I think even just reading what people are saying and reading the comments and things that people share. Yeah. It, it's, I've learned so much. I'm, I'm of course from the podcast as well. I, I, I mean, I remember, especially the early days, just listening to the um, pro tips and all that, like how, how much I learned, but I do feel like it's ours. Oh, right? I swear like, to you, I got thing. filled up. I thought she thinks of it like it's ours. That's so wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I actually felt like, um, I accomplished something when you said that. Yeah. And well, I, you have, I mean, be sure in that. Be sure in that. I don't get sure. to feel that way, Melanie, because I'm not a, uh, I'm not mentally ill, so I don't spend a, a lot of time sitting around telling myself all the good things I've done. Because <laughs> I think. Well, that, I'm proud yeah. of you. I just want to say that I'm proud of you and for all the work that you've done, and you should be too. Because you know, it's just a community, and when I would find myself talking to like the school board, saying like, "Look, there's a whole community of us that this is the way we do it, mm-hmm. and it's right because that's because each person." You have to understand each person that lives with this disease has to treat themselves individually, personally, and what they find is right. Yeah. Your policy doesn't dictate that. Right. Melanie, so you, we're going to have to learn to get along. What was that noise? Do you have a phone from 1984 in your house? <laughs> I do. No. Do no. It's I have the old-fashioned ring on my oh, mobile okay. phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm at my grandmother's house and it's 1978. I just heard that noise. I was like. That's exactly how it made me feel. I was like, I could, I can picture where the phone hung on her wall with a oh, nine hundred yeah. foot cord on it, so she could walk around her entire house on the phone. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, That's the way we lived back then, yeah. for sure. Okay, look, I just listen. I I just pulled up Arden's CGM while you were talking, mm-hmm. and it was her birthday uh, two days ago. So we've yeah. been to, we've been to a couple of restaurants, and yeah. I'm and I'm looking at her last twenty four hours, and she's been over one twenty three times. And under 70 once in the last 24 hours. That's incredible. Yeah. And I look at the last six hours, it's astonishing. Like she's, you know, was asleep in the in that time. Mm-hmm. I'll even go back 12 hours to like, I don't know, midnight. She had a rise at, I don't know, five or five in the morning, and the algorithm got ahead of it. I mean, this is loop, but it stopped her at like 120. She sat at 120 for an hour and a half. And then it just brought her right back down again. She's 86 right now. She, she hasn't eaten. Nice. She hasn't eaten yet today. She's been in the mid 80s for four and a half hours now. Like so, yeah. There is a way other people do this, and yeah. Y- y- please stop fighting me about it. Really, would be right, yeah. right. Like we have. I literally used your analogy in a Zoom meeting. You know, it was like our 504 meeting, and it was a Zoom. Um, I'm pretty sure it was your analogy about imagine high you know like a high blood sugar is picture what a piece of sugar looks like mm-hmm. how it's pointy and you know whatever and it runs through your veins was that you i, I, I definitely that? said that yeah so so i literally looked at the people and i was like when shepherd is high because that was the problem they wouldn't correct him yeah. i mean he would be at school like over 300 all the time i, I was losing my mind mm-hmm. okay like yeah and I was like, what does it mean to you when he has a high blood sugar? And they all just looked at me like, you know, I had lobsters coming out of my ears because they probably had never really thought about it before. I mean, I wouldn't have either. Okay. I'm, sure. No, no worries, people. I get it. But and so I, I did that whole analogy. It To me, it means that there's like sugar inside his veins, just like scraping away at his veins and it's not good. And I want to make that, that, that go away as soon as possible every single time. Right. No exceptions. 
And you're going to have to work with me on that. <laughs> we got to work this out. Yeah. All of us here are dying at a certain rate. Y- my son is now dying faster because of this. Yeah. There's damage being done to his body. And I mean, there's damage being done to all of our bodies. That's part of being alive. But mm-hmm. you no need to speed it up. And by the way, there's a strong possibility I call this episode Southern Ear Lobster. And I don't know why. But um, <laughs> I think it would make people go, what in the hell is that? And then they'll have to wait a whole hour to hear it. So whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it I takes. I think that'll that get sounds me. good. Yeah. I mean, I those were words no one's ever said to me in my life. They looked. You've at never you, heard from the Christmas story. He looked at me like I had lobsters coming out of my ears. Is that the movie it's from? The Christmas movie, a Christmas. Story? Is that the um? Is that the pellet gun Christmas movie? Uh, yeah, you'll shoot your eye out. Okay, right? so I'm going to say something that's probably going to shock some people and piss off some <laughs> other people. I've never seen that movie, so. <gasps> Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. That's okay. Okay. I came to movies a little later in my life. I love love going to the movies, but I I came to it a little later. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, like, bum you out, but I was really broke when I grew up. Like, we didn't, like, pay to do things. (laughs) Like, you know, go to things. Like, I've never seen Animal House. Well, I don't think I've seen that either. Yeah, but other movies that, like... Are, are like just givens like the goonies or like things oh yeah there's a good example i've never seen that oh what's the one where the dolls turn into a mad dolls after midnight chucky or oh gremlins yeah i've never seen that oh so i i've never seen all i've seen i saw jaws in a theater when i was five and then somehow i saw meatballs in a theater oh wow yeah which i think was inappropriate and then for a long stretch until star wars came out i didn't see any real movies well, the Christmas story, I will say this about this particular one. You know, I think it plays like 24-7 around Christmas time on like TBS or mm-hmm. something like that is when I finally saw it. And I don't think I ever really saw it or actually sat and watched it until I was an adult. I think as a child, I don't know if it was because it was the theme with the, the shoot your eye out thing and I wasn't into guns. <laughs> I don't know, but I never really got into it. But as an adult, I could really appreciate it. It's good. It's a classic. It had to be firm but subtle. Flick says he saw some grizzly bears near Pulaski's candy store. They looked at me as if I had lobsters crawling out of my ears. I could tell I was in imminent danger of overpaying, overplaying my hand. So thank you. Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah. from the Christmas story, but I don't. I don't know what that is. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my first movie was Grease. Oh, good one. Yeah, but I was really young. Well, and I'll say, like, to your point, I mean, we didn't spend a lot of money doing that kind of thing. And you mentioned Greece back in the day when everybody had VCRs and you could, re- like, we didn't even have a VCR. I remember for my birthday, I wanted a sleepover. How are we going to watch movies and stuff? We didn't have a VCR. Mm. So my mom rented a VCR for us to have for my birthday party. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. So here, here's one of the ways that I look back in hindsight now and know my dad knew he was leaving us and that he felt bad about it. So he started buying us things. Mm. And one of the things he bought would have been in, let me, I'm going to do the math. 80 about in 1983, he bought a VCR for us. Mm. And I'm going to tell you that we were broke in a way that is hard to put into words and a VCR back then. Do you know what it cost? I don't know, but I know it was a lot. It was a thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. Wow. In the early eighties. My my dad probably didn't make twenty thousand dollars a year. Oh you, you know. And so he bought this on a credit card, obviously. And 
and put it in the house. And then we would have to go to a pharmacy that was nowhere near our house. And they had a little room in the back where they rented tapes. Um, mm-hmm. And you had to give them, they, they had the, I think that there was like a deposit on everything you took out. Like, a, like every VHS tape was worth like a hundred or $200 to them. So if oh you, if you didn't return it, you'd be charged like this exorbitant number. Wow. Like to bring it back because they could barely they could they could only get a certain amount of them from the movie company. Mm. Yeah. And that's why you had to return it promptly so other people could have it because they couldn't afford to have them in there. Anyway. And be kind and rewind. Yes, and rewind your tapes so that other people don't have to like put in the tape and it's not rewound yet, which is a you know in a world Bummer. now in a world now where you put your phone down watching live television and then go to a computer and turn it back on and it knows exactly where you were that must be a weird feeling for people to hear yeah 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 those things were incredibly like i knew one person who had a vcr and they to me were wealthy mm-hmm. and then when we got it it was probably like seen by the other people in my town as like the most white trash thing in the world that like our broke asses had a vcr but Aww. they didn't know that my dad was planning on leaving us and he was trying to be nice. <laughs> so yeah. anyway. he, had a ma- he had a plan. <laughs> yeah, he's I like, mean, he was a man with a plan. <laughs> here's things. Maybe that'll make you feel better when I when yeah. I walk out. <laughs> they didn't mean to bum us out. I'm not bummed out, but I'm 50, by the way. Actually, I'm 52. I just learned the other day. So um, uh, don't worry. I'm okay. I'm just telling, oh. a, I'm just telling a story. Okay. All right, Melody. So good. Omnipod 5 has been good for you. That's Yeah, you know, we've had a really... Really good experience. I miss the uh, extended bolus. Mm-hmm. That that was really hard for us because we used it at school to overcome recess immediately after lunch. Sure, you know we we used it as tricks for you know different things or whatever. Which that I really miss. And then when we reset it this time, I I just I was going to be so thoughtful about it and and really pay attention and you know make sure the settings were tuned in and blah 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 and I just copied over my settings from the other mm-hmm. and his insulin needs like his basal rate man it has really gone up so you know reset try number two with the Omnipod five was it took us a while to get dialed in but we're there now thank okay. goodness so I'm I'm happy again good for you <laughs> congratulations and the um the control thing. Have you given some of it away or are you, cause it's, I mean, you're going to an algorithm. You're basically saying, I'm going to let it do things. Like, is that oh, yeah. f- fighting with that part of your nature? No, because when it comes to that, okay. Like I have no problem giving over to somebody or something that I think is better at it than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think, right. It was designed to do that. So I'm trusting like, please, please do this. This is, Sometimes incredibly hard. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this. I, you know, I want you to do it if you can do it better. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, good for you. That's, I mean, a big leap. It's yeah. not, not an easy yep. thing for people to do. So it's very mm-hmm. cool that you're able to do it. Uh, no other uh, autoimmune stuff's popped up since then? No. Good. I mean, of course, I have a fear. I think about it a lot now, especially at first. That was a little scary, um, but I've gotten past it. We did um, order the, is it the trial net? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, was, I wanted my son to do it and my older son. And we thought about it for a while. He was terrified. He didn't want to just do the finger prick was something. And and finally, he broke down and just told me, like, I, I if, it, if it's coming, I don't think I want to know. And I just decided to respect that, okay. you know. Good. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's the right thing to do, right? You got to, yeah. it's old enough. 
I mean, he's 15, yeah. right? Well, yeah, this was, he was probably like 13 at the time, but he's one of those wise old souls that he finally realized uh, either he, he really felt that way or he realized that if he said that, I wouldn't make him prick his finger. I'm not sure, but either way, we, we haven't done it. <laughs> That's more possible, perhaps. It's just I like, mean, maybe he's pretty smart. I could so. trick this lady out of poking my finger. Maybe I could do that. Yeah. It that'd worked. Be, yeah, that'd be so. great if you're giving him all this like uh, old soul, like, credit <laughs> yeah credit Creds. he's just like yeah. he's like no no i don't want to i just don't want to do that he's like no i'm just manipulative <laughs> <laughs> uh all right do you think you'll move to dexcom 7 g7 when it's available to work with omnipod 5 i, I suppose i'm hearing mixed reviews but I'll, I'll to be honest i say that but i haven't heard that much like a lot about it yet because i'm i guess i'm kind of focused on our tools what right i guess sure. I'm, yeah i mean what i'm really anxious about is the um being able for him to only carry one device just his phone mm-hmm. you know which i mean who knows when that'll come um i thought i heard it was at the fda now or yeah something. Melanie, i don't know anything so right. like because i don't know well, i don't work there obviously but i feel like omnipod's close to ios for, for omnipod 5 that's the vibe i'm getting is that Good. there's things that happen in the background at all these companies like, like the day you get something's not the day they figure it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lead up to it. And you can kind of see when they're doing things. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. these are the things you do before this happens. Like, yeah. like it, that's the way to like, I've been around it long enough now that I know if, as an example, Dex comes like, hey, we'd like to come on and talk about the G7. I'm like, oh, okay. It's a year and a half away. Here it comes. Yeah. yeah. Like, like they want to start this conversation now. And then, yeah. like, you can see how they plan things out. And so... Yeah, I definitely remember your first podcast about it. I got super excited about it. And I believe that that was before the Omnipod 5, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I'm excited for the idea of it. But now I'm locked into Omnipod 5, right? So yeah. until, yeah, until that happens. I think all of it, like iPhone control for Omnipod 5, Dexcom 7 with Omnipod 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, I mean, you and I are talking now in July, of 2023 mm-hmm. so i'll like this is my guess but there's i think this happens before the end of the calendar year like, that's my guess now l- we'll find out when i put this out if i was really wrong or not but um yeah and it's based yeah. on nothing someone said to me it's just like i'm watching them do what they're doing and i'm like it seems like it's about six months away that's how it feels yeah. to me so we'll Yay. see yeah, yeah if uh, everything uh, goes that's right great yeah um meanwhile it shouldn't i mean i don't it shouldn't be that much trouble right well, and here's the thing. He is a person who he is not a fan of this, the, the spy belt. He wears it. Sometimes he plays um, flag football. He'll wear it during that. Obviously, he doesn't, you know, he swims a lot. He doesn't yeah. have to carry it then. But when he's at school, he just wants to put it in his pocket. So here he is. You know, the kids today don't even know what a button or a zipper is, I feel like. At least mine. <laughs> anyway, everything's athletic, you know, pants and mm-hmm. stuff. So here he is walking around with, you know, saggy pockets with you know, all these devices. So it'd just be nice if he only had to carry the phone, you know? You mean that four times a day when I'm wearing like sweatpants and I go, where are my headphones at? And then I go back to the last place I was seated and they're like sitting behind the chair or in the crevice <laughs> and I'm like, oh, nothing stays in my pants. Like that idea? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. I know what you're yeah. saying. All right. Uh, <laughs> Melanie, is there anything that we haven't spoken about that you wanted to? Anything I missed? I don't think so. I did it. I mean, you did it. <laughs> You did, we did it. We did it. That's what I should have said. 
I do really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing all this with me. And um, it's a great conversation. So I can't. So thank cool you talking to you. I mean, this is this is surreal. What a treat today. Thank you for having me. Oh, Melanie, tell people about that for a minute. Why is it you're so excited to talk to me? I mean, because you taught me everything I ever needed to know about diabetes that they didn't teach me in the hospital. <laughs> I see. You owe me. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, a little. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. Ar- So Arden says to me the other day, she goes, you know, if mom dies, and I'm like, where's this going? <laughs> like, like, I'm like, like okay, I'm listening. <laughs> she goes, you're going to have no trouble meeting a lady and i was like yeah you don't think so and she started telling me about like who she thinks i'll end up with and all this it was a very weird conversation she's oh like i, my. See, I, I see. mean was your wife sitting there <laughs> no no she wasn't with us but don't worry okay. we told her about it when we got home and okay. so <laughs> we um and she's telling me the kind of per- she's like i think you're gonna end up with this kind of person blah 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 and she goes and if that doesn't work out you are such a catch for some lady whose kid has diabetes or or, <laughs> or a woman with type one i mean seriously <laughs> nailed it yep She's like, you're not going to have any trouble hooking a type one lady. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So then, you know, we're laughing because it's silly. And then we go home to like, so you try to imagine that my Arden and I have like the same exact personality for the most part. And Mm -hmm. Kelly and Cole sort of share a similar personality. Mm -hmm. And like our shenanigans are not. Like they're not Kelly's and Cole's shenanigans. Like, like, like. So Cole's gone. He's off working. Uh, he's near you, actually. But we, um, we come home to share this with Kelly. Like, we're like, I'm like, hey, Kel, Arden's decided what kind of lady I'm going to be with. If you know, you should die. And Kelly looks up. Like, she's working. She looks up. Like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> yeah. Know, like, and then we start joking back and forth. And she's like, what are what's wrong with you guys? And it's and and she says things like, it's so much worse when you're together. <laughs> right it just compounds yeah because everything i'm thinking arden's thinking about you're just bouncing off of each other i'm sure it's got to be absolutely horrible (laughs) to be involved in if you're not her or i (laughs) so like it's yeah yeah anyway and that is kind of a twisted i mean it's a little bit crazy that conversation we're like setting each other up for jokes that Kelly doesn't see coming, but we're, we're just, we don't even have to look at each other. Like I say something, I know what she's going to say next. Like, you know, we can kind of, it's like talking, it's like me being here with a, a copy of myself. So I love it. Yeah. Kelly's like, by the time it's over, she's exhausted by us. And she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to work now. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad to know what kind of woman you'll marry if I die. <laughs> I'm like, right. Good. I was worried about that. Yeah. Now that could check that off the list. Yeah, exactly. And we're <laughs> laughing and she's not amused. Like just so that I'm being clear with everybody. Like she's not. Uh, I mean, no, this is, this is uh, awkward. <laughs> yeah. One of those really strange conversations. Not awkward oh, well. to, to Arden and I. So anyway, okay. um, okay. hold on one second for me. When you place your first order for AG1 with my link, you'll get five free travel packs and a free year's supply of vitamin D. Drink AG1.com slash juice box. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G-V-O-K-E-G-L-U-C-A-G. O-N.com forward slash juice box. 
If you're not already subscribed or following in your favorite audio app, please take the time now to do that. It really helps the show. And get those automatic downloads set up so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast. The episode you just heard was professionally edited by Wrong Way Recording. WrongWayRecording.com.